What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? Welcome to Analog Girl Podcast. This is episode number two. Look at me, y'all. I'm being consistent. I'm late. I'm late, though, but I'm consistent, so don't judge me But because I'm here, and episode two is here, okay? And welcome. Welcome to Analog Girl Podcast. This is a podcast for your 30-somethings, your 40-somethings, um someone who's not a millennial, because I mean, the millennials, y'all got everything out here. You know, y'all can listen and this is great. And I hope you tune in. But like, I just wanted to create a space, a safe space for us non-millennial folks to just, you know, hash some things out, talk about some stuff. So welcome. Um, I, if you didn't catch um, the first episode that I did, which was about my experience with anxiety and depersonalization, when you're done listening to this one, please just go on and click back or scroll up and check it out. Um, I'm now on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and there's another one, but I'll put it in the description box. So you can find me in those places. Please comment, subscribe, send me some messages, some feedback. Tell me I'm trash or tell me I'm not trash. Whatever you want to do, just let me know. I just I just want to get some feedback. It'd be great um, to see who's out there listening. And, you know, my little five listeners. Hey, guys, how y'all doing? Um, <clears throat> so let's do an anxiety check-in. Uh, I hope you guys' anxiety levels are low to non-existent for me. Um, my anxiety wasn't, I wasn't feeling anxious this week. Um, but I was feeling a bit depersonalized, but I think I'm about to give y'all TMI. I think it's, it was because of my cycle and maybe one day we'll talk about that. Um, the, um, effects of being on your cycle and anxiety and especially if you are depersonalized <clears throat> at the moment. Um, so yeah, I felt I was a little off, um, this week. So it was kind of up and down, but like I told you guys before, I've just learned how to sit with the feelings and not let it panic me so much. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my, that's my anxiety level today. Um, I'm today's father's day. So, uh, I'll, I'll get into why it's a, it's a touchy situation for me. So, but I was chill mode. I was, I was, I chilled out. I chilled out for a bit today. So my anxiety levels weren't so bad. Um, so yeah, I did, um, some breathing exercises, uh, to get myself through. Um, so it wasn't really that serious as far as the anxiety this week. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. So I hope you guys, I hope it was good for you guys too. If not, breathe, ground yourself, um, and get through the day, you know? All right. So, uh, shout out to everybody who reached out to me about episode one when I, and I was explaining to you guys what I was going through. It was just so encouraging to hear so many great, um, stories and so many people just telling me their, their experiences with, um, depersonalization. And some people were saying like, girl, I had no clue what the heck I was going through. And like, thank you for putting a name to it. So I, I was just so happy. And then a young lady named Ashley, Hey girl, I hope you're listening. Um, she reached out to me and she told me her story and I was just so happy that like a complete stranger just reached out to me and was like, girl, I'm going through the same thing and you 
help me? And that's what I just wanted to do. I, that was one of the last things I said was if I could just help one person, like it would bless me. And it truly, truly did bless me. I was able to send Ashley some, um, some reading materials and some audio books and some meditations that I had, um, got when I was first going through this experience, that helped me like recover it. Once I started working with this, that, that, um, the reading materials, I started reading those, those things and like listening to audiobooks. Like it was almost instant for me to start coming out of the depersonal depersonalization and getting myself like a hundred percent back to normal. Um, so if you're out there and you are experiencing depersonalization, if you don't know what depersonalization is, let's just head on over to Google, Google it. If you feel like that's something you're going through, if you're having high anxiety levels, if you're having panic attacks and you can't stop them, um, if you've smoked weed and you've bugged out and had a panic attack and then uh, came to and then started to feel depersonalization, this is for you too. There's a lot of re- there's a lot of ways to have to experience depersonalization. It doesn't necessarily always have to be um, something um, anxiety induced brought on. It could be drug induced as too as well. So if you are out there and you're going through DPDR, anxiety, panic attacks, and you would like me to send you some of the information, hit me up. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. It's Toya D's World, T-O-Y-A-D-E-E-Z World. Um, And on Facebook, you can hit me up at Analog Girl Podcast. Send me a message. I'll send it out to you. I don't post um, the information that I have on how to um, get go how to, I'm, I'm always getting tongue tied with y'all. I don't understand. I don't have, I don't post the information that I have, um, that helped me because it's not mine. I didn't write it. I didn't, I don't promote it. So, um, but I'm willing to give you copies. I'm willing to help you guys on the sidebar and send it to you as long as you don't share. So hit me up. Alrighty. So today is father's day. Um, I hope you guys had a great day or was celebrating out with your fathers, your grandfathers, your uncles, whomever. It's great. Um, for me today, today's not like a overly emotional day for me. It didn't, I didn't feel too, I didn't feel too sad or whatever. And I'm just going to, again, be fully transparent with you guys. I, I haven't spoke to my father in about two years which is crazy because now that I'm bald, I literally look just like my father. Like if it wasn't for the red lip that I'd be wearing, that signature red lip, I'd be out here looking like a grown ass man and I'd be looking like my father. So it's just crazy. We don't speak. Um, and, and prior to the two years of me not speaking to him, I don't think I spoke to him from the last time I saw him for maybe like a year and a half. So it's been a little, almost three to four years that, um, the relationship with my father had dwindled, has dwindled. So, um, this father's day, um, this father's day, it opened me up to learning how to, to learning the art of letting go. So that's what I want to talk to you guys about today is like how to let go of stuff. Because I think that that was one of the main things that caused me anxiety and caused panic attacks that I was harboring so much emotional stress and pain and shame and guilt. And I wasn't letting it go. 
So I just wanted to, I, I started to do research and read up, read up on it and like the art of letting go and all this stuff. And, you know, it's like, we all, it's so easy to say like, girl, you got to let it go. Cause you know, people be telling me all the time, let it go. Listen, I can't let it go. Like I, you, I, it's, it's certain steps that I got to take to just let it go. Like I can't just sit, tell myself, let it go. And it's, and it's gone. It's just not, it just doesn't work that way. So <clears throat> I just, let's just, we'll go through five steps on how to let go. If you're out there and you don't know how to let it go like me, like we going to do this together. We're just going to let this, we're going to let all this trash go, you know, cause this is trash. Like, I just want to live my best life. I'm just out here surviving and trying to thrive like everybody else, you know? So, <clears throat> and it's not in this millennial driven world. Like, give me some content that helps me. Okay. The analog girl, like everything is not about these 20 some years old, like us thirties and 40, forties people, like we're going through it. We need help. So here's the tips, y'all. Okay. So the first Go, the first step for letting go is <clears throat> you have to assess the benefits of what of not letting go. So what what has been the the benefit of you holding on or harboring on this resentment, this anger, this guilt, and this pain? Um, and for me, I had to like sit back and really think about that because I'm like. I don't really see a benefit in holding on to what I, what I'm holding on to, because honestly, like, I'm stressed out. I'm sad all the time or anything triggers me. I could see a, a, a man on the train with his son or a daughter and child. I'll just start weeping. Like, so, you know, cause I, it, I yearned for that. Like, I don't, I can't remember times. Like, I mean, I, I have good times with my father. There have been good times, but I just, like it's just all of that is is suffocated by the all the bad stuff. <laughs> so you know, I didn't really realize that I had any benefits of not letting go. But when I assessed it, I did because I realized that it gave me the feeling of always feeling right. So in my head, I would go over these scenarios and um, tell myself this story or relive the story over and over again. And I'd be like, yeah, girl, you was right. You was right to spaz out. You was right because your father was bugging. He was tripping. So like I was it was like I was building myself up to like to to uh, and assessing this whole situation like yeah I've been right in this whole situation so that was in turn feeding me feeding my ego um and then I also was assuming this victim role you know because that gives you the attention and the support that you probably that I probably not you but me <laughs> that I probably wanted from my father so anytime somebody would talk to me about their uh about a relationship with their father or anyone who knew my father and they would ask me about it, I'd be like yeah I don't talk to him or uh, you know like and then then I would get this attention and the support from them and the comfort so I was feeding into that you know um and then also holding on to all of this, it freed me up from even going out into the scary unknown situation. Like what would happen if I did let go? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what that unknown feeling feels like. So of course it's fear. So I want to stay with the familiar. I'm content with being free. I'm content with not being free. It's not even free. I'm content with not being free. Like I'm content with sitting right here, telling myself I'm right, justifying my, my feelings and playing this victim role. So that's the first step is to start assessing 
why you're not letting go and what the benefits are of you not letting go and why those benefits are, are why you're holding on to those benefits right now. So for me, it was very exposing that it was a little egotistical. <laughs> if you ask me, like, I was just like, okay, this is a little self-indulgent. Like I'm holding on to all of this because I feel like this is, it was serving me and, and, and giving, empowering me in some kind of way. And really it wasn't it was just making me worse. So I've, I've just held on to it. Um, so the next step would be now after you've figured all of that out, like, and you figured why you're holding on to this is learning how to accept what is and then let it go. So, and it sounds so easy to say, it's like so easy to say that, but like, it's extremely hard to learn how to accept stuff, you know, and even with me experiencing the depersonalization that was how I learned how to accept things. Like, I don't think in my life, like I've wholeheartedly accepted things. I think I just suppressed a lot of stuff like, oh, this happened to me. Um, but you know what? I'm not even going to acknowledge these feelings or at all. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm just going to suppress this thing as low as I can and not feel it. And with depersonalization, I had to come to the realization that there are feelings in there. There's things going on. There's so much going on inside of me and I got to learn how to accept it and accept that it's painful, accept that, um, that it's, that it's, it was, it was things that I've done wrong, except that there's things that people have done wrong to me, accept it all, you know? And then when you accept what is, that is the, it happens, then it becomes easier to let go. And it's just so much easier to let everything go when you accept what it is. And I, and, and when you say accept it, it doesn't mean that it's like, okay, I'm, I'm accepting that this person hurt me and I'm, they can hurt me over and over again and blah, blah, blah. No, that's not it. That's not it. And I, cause I'm not, I'm not, I don't believe in allowing people to just hurt you over and over again. I'm not an advocate for the blood is thicker than water thing. Like if you're in a toxic situation, if you're in a toxic relationship, whether it's your mother, your father, your cousin, your brother, your, whoever, and you feel like it's a toxic situation and you've got to get out of it. I believe that you have every right to say that this relationship doesn't serve me anymore. And I'm going to choose to step out of that. I wholeheartedly am in your corner if that's how you feel. And it doesn't necessarily, it doesn't mean that you have to be like, I hate this person. I never ever want to see them again. It's just that for your own mental health and sanity, you've got to let it go. So once you do all of that and you separate yourself from a toxic situation, for me, I thought like, okay, yeah, like this was an adult thing for me to do. Like I'm stepping away from this. Um, I didn't, I realized, but I didn't let everything go. You know, cause, uh, cause back to step one, I was harboring all of that and I used it to tell my story over and over and over again. So I had to learn how to accept that, accept that those things happen, stop serving them, stop telling those stories, accept them and then just let it go. So when you're, because when you're still struggling in your mind against what's happened, then you feed 
that stuff, you feed yourself the memory or the situation with more energy. So it becomes this whole big thing in your head. So now I would just be shooting the fifth with myself in my head, like going toe to toe with myself in my head about what could have been different, why this happened, why was I, I always felt like I was shaming my father. Why is he so ashamed of me? I hate it. Like all of this inner turmoil stuff I was going through. So once I accepted that, the fighting within me stopped, you know, like, so I just stopped fighting myself. Like I, I, I told myself the story again. I didn't even rehash it to a point where like, how could I have done things differently? I just told myself the story again. I accept that it happened. It is what it is. (laughs) At the end of the day, it is what it is. It happened. I can't change it. He, I can't change him, but I can change myself and I can change how I, how I interact with myself about this situation that happened to me. So I've accepted it and I've let it go. So the step three would be once you've accepted it and you've let it go, you now have to forgive. And when, when I used to hear forgive, like I always would be like, yeah, this is about me forgiving the person that hurt me. This person hurt me, 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 me. And what I realized again, cause like I said, I'm, I'll always bring this back to depersonalization and anxiety because this situation that I went through has just taught me a whole lot about who I am as a person. And it's like changed me and it definitely changed me for the better. Um, and it helped me to grow up. So with the forgiving, I had to learn that it ain't about them forgiving them. It's like, I had to learn how to forgive myself because I, there was, there was a pedestal that was created that I was supposed to be on. And every time I did something, I felt like I was being knocked down off this pedestal. So um, my parents are both ministers, pastors, or were pastors when I was younger. They're ministers now. Um, And when I got pregnant with my son, it was like, I was like, I was a black sheep for a bit, you know, and I was very, I remember feeling a lot of shame and people were shaming me. Even when I had my son and I was in a hospital, a nurse shamed me. And I believe my sister had to go with one of my sisters or both my sisters had to go and tell the nurse off because the nurse basically was telling me like I had no business being in the hospital having my son. So, and I was 15 at the time, 15 or 16 at the time. And, you know, I just told them and and I, I don't, a lot of this stuff has been blocked out, but I do remember feeling an enormous amount of shame. And that shame has walked with me for 23 years. My son just turned 23 last week. And <clears throat> so I think I harbored a lot of resentment and, and guilt and shame towards myself um, f- for the relationship of my, my father and I's relationship being strained. So like I had to, to learn how to forgive myself, you know, and even sitting here, I'm still like processing how I've still got to be forgiving and be so be, be nice to me and talk nice to myself and forgive myself for all those things that I've done or things that I felt like I didn't do right or things that I felt like it could have probably been better or changed the relationship that I've had with my father you know so and you know like it took it took but it took time for me to like realize that and then also to stop being so egotistical like yeah he needs to be forgiven 
Um, he's the one who did everything. No, I need to forgive myself. I need to get my life in order. I need to forgive myself for all of the, the things that I've done to myself and the anger and the heart and the, the constant fighting, <laughs> like the constant fight that I be having. And I mean, I tell y'all in my head, uh, it'd be Rocky Balboa. Like I'd be going to town on myself. So I really have to learn to forgive myself. So, and then once I forgave myself, then in turn, I can now go outward and forgive the people or forgive the things outwardly that have caused me hurt, harm, pain or whatever. So that was like, that's, so that's step three. And that, I think that is like the core, the acceptance and the forgiving is like the core of letting go. Like once you get that down packed and it takes a while, it doesn't just happen overnight. You have to like really like work with yourself to do this. But once you get that, like the, the world becomes your oyster. Like it's your place, girl. Like this is your world. Once you get that down, well, guys and girls, I may be forgetting sometimes the guys are listening. So the world is your oyster. Once you get that. Okay, so step four would be focusing on what you can influence in your life. And this is where you can start getting um, active about like the things about the change in your life, you know? So, you know, by because by reliving what happened over and over in your mind, you aren't really changing anything. So unless you have a time machine or whatever, like you can keep going back, you can't control the past. So um, you, you'll be distracting yourself with worry and guilt and all this stuff. And it just doesn't even make any sense. So now you need to just focus on what you can influence in your life and the things that you can change. So you start to ask yourself, like, what can I focus my time and energy on instead to actually make positive progress or a change in my life? So like start writing down the things that you can actually do, like po- positive things and start taking steps towards that. So with me, like I started um, well, I told y'all, I started to get into church more because I felt like, you know, like I had fell back off of that. And it could be because I've had such a, my parent, my parents were in the church and like, there was like some kind of rebellion thing going on, but you know, and God was working with me on that. So it could be that, uh, you know, was a reason why, but then I realized I had to, you know, it started to pull me back, back into church. So those are the things that I started to do for me personally. It's like going to church. I started working out. Your girl's waist is getting snatched. I posted a picture of yesterday because my, I was looking a little skinny and proud of myself, you know? So those are, I will, and I'm proud of that. And I'm going to stay consistent with that because I was never a person to stay consistent in the gym. I was the type of person that go to the gym and start for the first 15 minutes and be like, I'm, I'm done. Like I'm leaving. And now like I'm just pushing myself in every class and staying there for the hour and then going in the sauna and just relaxing and doing all this stuff. So like those are the things that I just started to focus on that would influence positive energy and help me to think inwardly more positively than I was before. So once you start doing that, so you need to like learn your vice, like what's going to, what's going to, um, make you feel better. Like, do you want to go to a park? Do you want to start, start taking yourself out to eat? Start, start having me time, you know? So when you, and then, you know, start switching your focus on the things that you can't influence and start switching your focus on the stuff that you can influence in your life. So just start making those positive changes in your life, um, for the better. If you want to start eating better, cause all those things will help you emotionally start to feel better. Um, I, I definitely, even with, I started taking a multivitamin cause I was never even consistent with taking multivitamins. So I'll do them. I started taking a multivitamin. I changed my diet. I started working out and I just started 
feeling better about myself overall where I, and then I don't really have to start focusing on the pain and the guilt and the shame that I was focusing on before. And I told you guys before I, I, I stopped the drinking. Like I don't do hard liquor. Um, I still drink wine, but like the, I felt like the alcohol was just like taking me to a place y'all. Like I, the, the night before was great, like shots, shots, shots. But then the next morning I would be feeling like, just like I wanted to end it all. I don't know what it was, but like the depression level on um, when I would be hungover was just horrific. So I stopped that. So that was like step four is to start focusing on you positively, not negatively. Stop the inner turmoil and the fighting. So step five would be, and this is a con, this is a thing that you can't, you, you, step five is going to be a constant thing in your life from here until the end of time. You've got to keep letting go again. So you're not perfect. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. So the emotions and the pain and the feelings, things are going to trigger you and you're just going to have to learn how to like, you just got to learn like that you're going to constantly be letting go of emotions and pain and feelings, you know? So for me, it could be like, I could be on a train and see a guy being so attentive to his daughter, or I can see a friend post something and they have this great relationship with their father. And it might trigger me and start making me start telling the same daggone story to myself again, but I had to stop myself like, up. Oh, Mm-mm. Nope. See what she's not going to do is she's not going to go on this downward spiral. She's going to let it go. She's going to accept that. That's not your story. You just didn't have that story, you know, and I accept that, but I see the beauty in my friend's story with her father. I think it's beautiful, like the picture and keep it going, you know? And so that is, it's just an ongoing, it's going to be an ongoing process of letting shit go. That's just going to be an ongoing process. And these five steps have really helped me a lot with letting go. It's not even just the relationship with my father. It's just helped me to let go of a lot of the bad relationship that I have with myself, you know, and hopefully in turn, like this would just help me to start um, attracting better people into my lives, attracting love, attracting money, peace. Like that's the number overall one I really want is just an inner peace. And I feel like I'm on the right track. So if you guys want to try the five steps, I, I mean, I encourage you like try these five steps that I've been doing. It's been working for me. Um, and it's just really, really helped. So on this Father's Day, I don't really feel, I'm not feeling like I'm a, a hater this Father's Day. Last year, I would be hating. You know, I would be hitting my best friend up like, girl, I'm just scrolling through these Father's Day posts, like just hating. And I don't, I don't, I didn't feel like that today, you know, like, and I, and I thank God for that. It's been, it's been a struggle, but I'm, I'm there and letting go. And I thank my father, like happy Father's Day to my father. And I thank him for this experience because had it not been for that, then maybe I wouldn't be here learning more about myself. So thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been great. Um, again, rate, comment, subscribe, iTunes. I'm on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. I hope you enjoy it. And you see, I'm being consistent and I will consistently be back for the next episode, episode three. Don't know what I'll be chit-chatting about, but I will be there. 
Um, so I hope you guys will check it out and you stay consistent with me. So I ain't going to hold y'all and I ain't going to let y'all hold me. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye.